Would you rather have wireless on the most reliable network nationwide or unlimited with 5G for $30 a month per line? You don't have to choose with Xfinity Mobile. Wireless so good it keeps one upping itself. Most reliable based on Roots Metric US report. Results vary, not an endorsement. $30 per month per line when you get four lines. Hi there. I'm, I am Adam Kirbas. I'm here in Turkey in Ordu, a region in the Black Sea, or a town in the Black Sea region. We are still in the pandemic, still the coronavirus. I hope you all are doing fine and that we will eventually um, get past this with a lot of care. Well, today I want to talk about uh, especially the millennial era we have been working there for quite a while um, I mean it was necessary somehow or at least um, it was important that we uh, lay the groundwork that it is understandable and what we are talking about and despite the fact that I do not believe that solely your social backdrop, your social milieu or your socio-economic background determines your thinking. Not at all human beings are different. That This is what makes us different from animals and human history is a scathing indictment for anyone who thinks otherwise human humans have a superior brain and this brain power enables them to somehow create their own nature and even interfere in the nature and so on. So this is generally human. So humans are not prey of of the circumstances they are living. I know there are a lot of calamities and atrocities in this world and that you cannot always change your fate. <clears throat> But however, nevertheless, we have to be aware of one thing, and this is that humans have a superior mind and that we we therefore change history, that we are part, that, that we are one species, as you want in the animal kingdom, who can actively change the, change the outcome, and this makes us different. However, this is the millennial era, and and it it is somehow a bit difficult to talk about the millennial era. I mean, this is in general the case. If you end a new era and start a new era, postmodernism. Postmodernism is a fancy word, which means actually nothing else than some sort of a after modernism. This is you don't know quite what comes thereafter. This is the the word post. This means I would rather consider postmodernism as a phrase uh, to understand somehow in between. So this means we are postmodernism is is uh, rather an era after modernism, and then somehow you are in the waiting room for the next era to begin. This is postmodernism, and postmodernism is indeed very short. It it pretty much starts. As you can see, so around the, the first world war, first or second world war, and then I would say it ends with the fall of of, of the Berlin Wall, and that um, the former 
communist countries are being integrated in in the global economy the americans become the the super power so this is but this doesn't last long we all know the rise of china and china with this belt and road initiative as well with other things pretty much questions american world dominance as well as you know know or might not know is that americans this is especially after the trump presidency it became apparent that america rather wants to deal with their own issues which is indeed uh, uh, something they have to deal with if you only compare the infrastructure of america one of the wealthiest countries in the world with the infrastructure of china or even europe then they fall behind the way behind so america somehow is, is a, has a low footprint on the world stage this is the development in the last years and we will see where this is going and even though now joe uh, with the joe uh, biden administer administration in power nevertheless especially in the pandemic america of course wants to deal with their own issues first i mean this has proven itself with the vaccination with the vaccines wealthy countries could buy them but i don't want to get in to this however but i think i will have to talk about postmodernism this this dubious era of in between between modernism and postmodernism this some sort of waiting for a new beginning and this is you could say pretty much with the end of the soviet union and with the rise of the new media social media and i will talk about it shortly uh, is the end of modernism there is no post postmodernism this is not not at all because uh, after postmodernism after the fall of the berlin wall or if you want after the rise of of the internet the personal computer the changes this is what i talked about uh, it in the, uh, before and this is why i want to emphasize it again those significant changes they occur with the rise of the internet this is this is indeed uh, we live indeed in an area which comes with a significant change and with this significant change we have to give this new area a new name and it deserves it is not because we fancy ourselves with new names but giving a new name helps you to 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 talk about the differences and i will prove uh, uh, talk about this today as well as in some next episodes that there was indeed a difference in growing up or is indeed a difference in growing up as a baby boomer compared to growing up as a millennials this is indeed a difference and that's why we do not call everyone baby boomers or like you know in the german um, uh, language sphere 68er Bewegung, this, is, this has changed and uh, different vocabularies help us to make this uh, change uh, 
visible. However, what we talked about is the fall of the Soviet Union, and I want to talk about the fall of the Soviet Union briefly, but not what really happened. I mean, I, I, I am well aware that everyone has history channel or Google or, or whatever, the fall or why it fell. You can pretty much inquire, and it is only second to understand the backdrop of the millennial, but I want to talk about the implications of the fall of the Soviet Union for leftist uh, philosophy, for leftist worldview. And this is because I read, this was a couple of years ago in the university, I don't remember the name of the author anymore. And this was an, an, an article about yeah, why the left somehow changed or why after the fall of the Soviet Union and uh, no one within the left as well as in general left leftism uh, would be waning especially Marxist ideas were not uh, 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 on, on vogue anymore so and this is article dealt with it I thought it back then it was not very accurate and some thoughts I, when I prepared for uh, today's episode, I uh, gratefully I remembered this art, 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 art article a couple of years ago. I mean, I, I'm s sorry, I don't remember the author anymore. I mean, uh, uh, it was in the university, but maybe some who hear this listen to my pot cast will help me out with it or I will write it in any um, comment section before. However, I, I want to talk about this, I mean, why the interest of Marxism is waning and I think one thing, yeah, it is true that the interest in Marxism is waning, but, and it's a huge but, not the interest on left, leftism. You have to be aware that if you only see the in the news media me too movement as well as the black lives matter movement all this protest culture in our ancient this is very important this occupy and protest protest culture that this is indeed actually proof that leftism is not waning conservatives or conservative thinking does not take over, this is not the case, this is nothing you find in in reality. But rather rather the interest in Marxism is waning, this is true, and we and I thought about it, I thought about it back then and I wanna share my thoughts uh, with you. I mean one thing which I observed, this was in the university as well as partially outside of the university, that many young folks, even today, but as well as my generation, they actually do not read Marx. In a way, I mean, of course, the Marx and Engels, that that if you want to read everything, yeah, this is a lot. I mean, I don't know how many real, how many books they wrote in total and I did not uh, read every one of them but nevertheless Marx and this is you have to be aware of one thing and this is that there is indeed a difference between Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels there is not only a 
difference in intellectual prowess, which I assume Marx was indeed the smarter of the two, as well as an intellect, as well as as a philosophical approach. I mean, I talked about this, but to say it briefly, Engels, Friedrich Engels was rather uh, influenced by Spinoza, whereas Marx, Marx was influenced by Hegel and even went beyond Hegel, Hegel and to to cut to the brace text is that Marx was not a metaphysician, whereas Engel was. This is something you can. This is pretty much uh, visible in the literature. So Marx was a, intellectually of a different level than Engels. However, I don't want to go into detail because this is, would be that we really have to talk about it very extensively and this is not the case and place for this. But nevertheless, Marx, Karl Marx's most important work is the, the capital in German, das Kapital, and this is actually very important. Uh, so if you want to understand the core of Marxism, if you want to understand the core of Karl Marx's own thinking, you have to read that, das Kapital. This is, this is, I would say, like I said, you do not have to like Marxism. And if you read Das Kapital, this does not mean that you become a communist or whatsoever. And I will talk about it shortly, why not. But the Kapital, I said it before, is one of those few, few profound analyses we have about uh, an economic system. It is indeed a huge, huge difference to, 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 to some, some statements, especially from the liberal economic school of thoughts, which say it, that the market would, would somehow uh, adjust and monitor itself by the, this invisible hand, and you do not know how and why. I mean, maybe I do not justice to this thought school, but however, this is indeed a difference. And in this, Marx is unique, and the capital is really and, uh, to important to not only understand Marx, but as well as what makes Marx different from all other socialists. And this is indeed that the, the capital is very important, uh, important in that sense, because it is it brings into socialism science. This is very important. And... And this is the huge difference to Marx and his predecessors, because Marx was not the first socialist. Was not the first socialist. This is very important. Marx was among many few, but really, what makes Marx different from all other socialists is because he brought science into this entire socialism, into this entire communist structure. And most of the youth, they actually read this. Communist Manifesto. This is some sort of popular uh, address which Marx and Engels wrote. But this Communist Manifesto, this really, this is not. If you read it, this is somewhat plain, and 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 it it does not show the difference, the difference why what makes Marxism different from other socialists 
before him and after him. So the most of the youths today they are not interested in 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 this deep literature or in in this deep understanding of 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 economic processes. I mean, I showed in the past uh, and previous episodes, Marx was wrong. Nevertheless, it is worth reading it because despite the fact it is wrong or it is not accurate uh, it, it it i think it animates you to thoughts you can bring in your own thoughts even though someone uh, may be wrong nevertheless uh, his or her wrongness can help you to, to understand more thoughts and say yeah well yeah well i have my own thoughts whatsoever then of course we have to be aware of one thing that Marx lived from 1880 to 1883 uh, this means that he his observations mostly his observations are to be confined in England are to be you could say this is still the the first uh, uh, um, stage of the industry industry industri Industrialization, still the industrial revolution. This is somewhere still the first uh, stage. Das Kapital, the Kapital was written in 18 from 1867 to 1883. 18, uh, 18, uh, uh, it is a uh, free volume, so uh, uh, there are free volumes, but mostly it is known as one. But the First volume is, I think, the most important one because in the in the first two hundred pages you get um, uh, an understanding what Marx means with dialectic and uh, and uh, dialectic Mark uh, uh, materialism and so on. However, and this is of course, I mean, if you want to come back to the question why interest in Marxism is winning. I mean, of course, it is not up to date. Das Kapital, Marxist analysis, was written before before uh, 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 the, the shift to consumer capitalism. This is Marx wrote about, in some instances, about fetish, about, about that people, some sort of associate or have a liking for special goods, whatever, the, but but he, he did not foresee consume capitalism and I, and how I pointed out before that Marx did not see some core developments within the capitalistic system and this was of course uh, that, uh, that technological development and that these developments then create their own market with their no, uh, own rules and and whatsoever and that Marx Marx and his analysis that this was unique back then and it is still unique to this very day uh, within Marxism as well as within the Marxist school of thoughts his the accomplishment of Marx are still still unmatched unrivaled so within the leftist school of thoughts there was no one really who could who had this intellectual prowess and depth 
depth of Marx to really analyze analyze uh, this, this this economic system because Marxism is not about the communist money festival, but it is plain and dry about economic processes. And if you wanna be called uh, Marxist, then you have to read the, the Kapital. This is very important, and this is of course one of the reasons why some 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 uh, someone might assume marxism or leftism is waning but uh, again uh, again there are a lot of movements there are movements like occupy black lives matter and me too which uh, is is a very present i mean think about cultural appropriation this has become one of the most you could say conflicted as well as most one of the most uh, predominant or dominant a dominant definition and, and words in our time so leftism as exists to this very day I mean, you could say that Marxism has some sort, in a in a way, lost touch to modernity. And one thing, of course, you you need to know about Marx, and 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 this is something you will realize when you read Marx and Engels in that sense in the in these three days, is that they of course talk about this proletarian revolution, the overthrow of the government and then the working class establishes a dictatorship and this dictatorship would be for the benefit of all because it would dissolve the state and so on and and, uh, and then in its in its continuation the capitalistic system however but there are no real this is actually uh, one big issue in Marxist literature is that there are actually no real scenarios how this communist society should actually look like. I mean, how how should you think about the communist society? There are, of course, there were some some attempts. There is a very uh, which is uh, indeed within the leftist thoughts very uh, popular. This is communist. Tarism. This is some sort of a, a community which which thought about partially thought about how how a communist society may look like, uh, but 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 of course this is this is this is very loose or Marxist mm, Marxist angles did not really write about. Uh, about how this communist society look should look um, like there is one very important uh, uh, writing or essay of Friedrich Engels and this one one should read as well and this is the um, this is I will have to translate it the Ursprung der Familie uh, the origin the origin of of the family the the Ursprung der Familie in German the origin of the Family. I don't know whether uh, they they use the same title in English, but however, this is imp, 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 
important as well. So uh, how Engels thought, what what led to the dissolvement of family, and don't get me wrong, even very conservatives actually read have read this 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 essay of of Engels about family and why the capitalist system destroyed this family, and some some lefty left left. These and communists have to some sort of uh, tr try to deduct and and uh, derive try to derive some thoughts from from this paper that that um, we should somehow go back to this uh, to this ursprung uh, uh, to this uh, uh, state or previous state. Uh, or to its origin, uh, that we should go back to its origin. But I mean, this is very tricky, of 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 course. And I mean, I don't want to go into detail. I, but it is very interesting. And those who are interested in the in the dissolvement of family and so on, this is very interesting. And of course, we have to talk about feminism as well. That Marxism. Cannot really grasp feminist thoughts. It it or, um, you have to be aware of one thing that uh, feminism or even social issues, whatever, are always subordinated to the struggle of the working class. This is very very important because Marx puts the emphasis on the working class, and that the struggle of the working class is synonymous with the struggle of the in society despite the fact that the the social uh, that the working class was never the overall majority like Marx it always uh, uh, predicted it was never so so the the workers in the West in the in in Western Europe as well as 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 in 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 North America never exceeded 50 percent of the population and I mean really industrial workers how Marx saw them because and even today in in Western Europe as well as in North America I think they do not even make up 10 percent of the overall population so of course there was a change a technological ch change and here it it comes again technological change changed as well as those working classes because how because now more than ever we uh, live in a society which rather renders uh, services uh, and so on and this is um, part of the feminism as well that Marxism and this is one should really put an emphasis on is actually Marxism in its core has actually no means whatsoever to solve issues which is in in the current state within the society which are in the are present because solving issues like equality within the law for example that we should fight for equal laws or or, or, or that we should fight racism or whatever that these thing, things they are always sub or sub ordinated 
subordinated to the struggle of Fordish, for, for this communist society and the destruction of capitalism. So, uh, in the Marxist literature, it is always about yeah. Once we have reached this, the this, uh, this communist society, despite the fact that he always uh, was vague about how this society should look like, but nevertheless, the origin of all evil for Marx. And for um, and for Engels was the capitalist society, and once we have dissolved it, then everything would be better because then humans would start to think about. It. I mean, how this should work was always pretty much tricky, given the fact that Marxism somehow advocates. I mean, this is not Marx; this is rather Engels, but advocates that you would be determined by a socio socio-economic background and a, a worker and um, or someone who is being ex exploited how should someone who has uh, learned nothing else as being the victim as being the being exploited how should someone like this uh, learn some sort of humanism some sort of have come compassion for other people i mean we know the answer we know the answer in some instances in the in the in the soviet union the, these people they do not have had any compassions for whatsoever and and it was actually never really a proletarian society however so everything is 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 subordinated and this somehow makes you ask or questions what sense does it make to to protest on the streets or whatsoever because the main goal is one thing and this is to to to, to destroy the, the or overthrow the government anything else is a waste of waste of time so if you advocate for equality and racism or for more rights of the lgbq community then you are um just wasting resources and and time and how this we and then uh, this would be solved in the communist society anyway and then of course another reason why marxism is not appealing anymore within the left is indeed the atrocities committed of marxist regimes think about stalinist terror if you i would say if you read about stalin there are of course not many documents of him do not make a mistake about it stalin never wrote anything there are documents or some some, some essays which presumably presumably stalin wrote but these are not from him this he just wanted to enhance his popularity among the working class stalin stalin was a blood was a cold-hearted blood a merciless murderer he had no compassion for anything not even for his own children however but it was not only stalin it was as well as mao zedong in china or cambodia with pol pot this was really bloody as well as in today in north korea and 
and Cuba. And of course, Marxist ideology then lost its appeal because of these atrocities. And this is something one should be always aware of, that during the, the existence of the Soviet Union, the left scarce, scarcely, scarcely, really, really, or at least publicly scarcely criticized the Soviet Union. Uh, uh, this was some sort of, even today, you, you can find this with Venezuela. Many think that uh, criticizing the Maduro administration and those atrocities in Venezuela would be some sort of against Marxism and would be treason and so on. I mean, this is sad, but but this is one of the reasons why this is waning, of course. And of course, you have to be aware of that after the fall of the uh, Berlin Wall, uh, the, uh, this was pretty much uh, um, the end of, of the mystic, you want to say, of, of the fairy tale in German. That is a very good expression for 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 uh, the the this border and this meant the fall des eisernen vorhangs eiserner vorhang which means the which mean which means the iron curtains and and after the fall of the berlin wall and the soviet union this iron curtain fell and you then saw what's behind behind the curtain what was hidden for so long and then the those leftists from the west then uh had first experiences had witnesses to question about who then would report about uh, uh, communist uh, society how it was and how uh, it was to live there very famous example of course is germany eastern germany the ddr ddr was communistic and if you hear these people reporting uh, how life was. I mean, this is pretty much horrific. What you might think so, 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 so that everyone was some sort of a spy, and you had to be aware of what you're saying, what you're doing. I mean, you could this partially compare to some some places places in 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 today. So this meant that the left was struck with reality. I mean, this was a very brief thought, I would say, why leftism or Marxism is not very popular among the left, despite the fact that leftism is still, is still strong. There is still Me Too movement, there is still a Black Lives movement, and, and but you could say, and this is what I will talk about in later, episodes that that there are indeed issues what is going what is going wrong right now with the left this I mean it is not always all pitch and uh, it is not all uh, uh, good those developments within the left however I wanna I mean now we talked about the fall of the iron curtain then everyone saw what was behind this iron curtain now we wanna i wanna talk about the technological age with age which i think is one of the most defining uh moments defining moments of 
of the millennial age or uh, the backdrop, uh, the socio-economic backdrop uh, in which millennials grew up and this is the rise of the personal computer and the, and the internet and, and this was a, a major event in human history. You can compare this to the industrial revolution. This was, you could say, and in some instances within the development human history, it is called uh, a second industrial revolution, uh, this technological age. And, and, and I want to briefly uh, summarize or briefly point out what really changed. I mean, one thing we talked about it, this was that the in in internet created a new market, new goods, and of course, new professions. I mean, um, 30 to 40 years ago, no one would have known what is an internet graphicer, what is, what is a programmer, and so on. Okay, may, maybe programmer they would have known but there came a lot of new jobs with it so i think we 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 talked about this in very detail that that um this was uh, a huge development but one huge another huge development was what we today actually or well, i would assume in america no one really notices this but with the rise of the internet and because that the uh, language of, of programming is English, English became the dominating, um, the dominant language in the world. Before that, you could say French, French and partially Spanish were still very, very being used to, but with the rise of the internet, this pretty much ended and ended any other aspiration. English became the dominant language. And even this is in Germany as well as in Austria, there is a, some, uh, there is a term which is called English, uh, 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 which is called Denglish. This means that the German uh, language is somehow uh, dominated by English and and that the German language takes over a lot of uh, vocabularies from the English. But I was surprised to find out that in America they have the uh, term, this means Spanglish, that many Spanish words would be taken over by the American or by English. Well, I have not seen something like that, but but in Germany, it is really apparent English is dominant. English has a huge impact, and English has, of, of course, I own, only overflowed over its head, a huge impact on German spelling, spelling the neue deutsche Rechtschreibung, which means the new German spelling. Like I said, German is, or the German language, it is controlled by a central authority and this authority then initiated a new new transformation or change within the language. It got rid of those special 
parts of of the alphabet or to make it very simple it just made it easier for typing in english so that it would be understandable there are some 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 special uh, um, symbols you could say symbols in the german language which are which do not exist in english english therefore it is very difficult to 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 write them type them and this was some sort of east so the English had a huge impact, did the internet or the internet language programmer had a huge impact uh, of, 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 of uh, how we talk about and of course communication. Another change with, with, which came with the internet was of course the information we, I, talked about it the last time i don't want to go into detail anymore only to say that information or how we receive information changed no more central source of in information information is some sort of decentralized this of course means i mean this is what i did not talk about of course this means in one hand you could say yeah no government can tinker with information anymore so if you do not trust the government and there were indeed some issues in the past as well as today i mean what happened in austria is uh, was one of this but but with, with the decentralization um, you somehow have some checks and balances on on the, this one central source but of course one huge issue is, and this is in today's media, this is the fake news, and now you somehow do not know what to believe anymore, do not know what to think anymore. This has become some sort of dire, you could say. So we millennials have, we millennials have, have learned to read between the lines because you do not trust anything that's been put in front of you. Yeah, this would be very foolish and of course you yourself create news as well i mean well, i will talk about this shortly but uh how you create news another big change is of course the end of the mall the mall even in my youth i mean i grew up in rural austria and in rural austria it was really amazing to go into the mall and and this was experiencing but this somehow changed with the rise of <clears throat> e-commerce think about amazon think of amazon and all this internet re retailer so we somehow and one asks you asks one self what will happen with all these huge malls because because it, for example here in Turkey in Ordu, in my home town, you, you could see that this that the town center is filled with shops. This is as well as in Austria, as well as in, in Austria, the Maria Hilferstraße, a very important shopping line, is filled with shops and so on. And what will happen with these 
places once there gone of course you could say yeah but in Vienna it is having an affordable housing is a big issue you could say yeah well at least we will uh, find a solution for 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 this big issue I mean who knows but I think especially now in the pan pandemic uh, it has become safer not to go into a mall anymore or that uh, these malls are really filled with a lot of people and and now it is easier and more safer to order it online and this will be received to your home as well as with drones and that these things then arrive at and your home and, and this has this is one of the big changes and we will see where this leads to with amazon it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.